This is womensleadershipsuccess.com, episode number 19, A Woman Leader Under 40 in the Center of the Action. This interview with Karen Guilford, Senior Vice President of FanCast, a Comcast interactive media company, and Sabrina Brahm, will help you to learn ways to take advantage of a down economy, the advantage of taking risks in male-dominated areas, and a very different approach to time management, plus many more interesting ideas. Please listen to a special offer at the end of this show. Welcome to Women's Leadership Podcast, showing you how to influence people, improve your performance, and advance your career. Brought to you by women's leadership and career expert Sabrina Brahm and womensleadershipsuccess.com. Here's your chance to meet women trendsetters leading the way to success, accomplishment, and balance in business and life, no matter if you're a manager, CEO, or entrepreneur. Join Sabrina for coaching and no-nonsense advice to improve your career and bottom line. This is Sabrina Brahm with womensleadershipsuccess.com. In this segment of Women's Leadership Radio podcast, we will be discussing helping women to be better leaders or to help them get promoted. Our guest today is Karen Guilford, Senior Vice President of FanCast and Online Entertainment, Comcast Interactive Media. Welcome, Karen. Thanks, Sabrina. I'm happy to be here today. Tell us something about your background, Karen. Sure. Um, well, my background is um, kind of nerdy and quantitative. Um, I've always been extremely interested in the entertainment industry, even when I lived um, in Chicago growing up. Um, but really, my strength was always in the numbers and quantitative things. So um, my background started out as a CPA. Um, I worked as a film production accountant for an independent film company when I was an undergrad. I leveraged that into a position in Ernst & Young's entertainment practice here in Los Angeles that focused on movie studios and record labels. And then uh, realized that in my third year as a CPA at Ernst & Young that I didn't really want to continue with a sole focus on accounting and decided to go back to business school at that point, um, but still knew I wanted to stay in entertainment, so I stayed in Southern California, went to business school at USC, uh, and leveraged that um, into a job in business development and kind of switched careers at that point um, from accounting and uh, CPA work uh, into being a business development executive, first at Paramount Pictures, and then for a music internet startup called Launch.com. So uh, what what made you decide to go into... Um the, the business development was... Well, when I was a CPA, um, you know, really it was an great experience. I would not trade it for anything because what it provided me was not only kind of a behind-the-scenes look from really the ground up about how um, the entertainment industry worked, movie studios and record labels in particular, but also um, taught me to not be afraid to ask questions and not to really leave a room or a meeting until I really had a complete understanding of what we were discussing so that then, you know, either I could write it up or add value or make a suggestion. Um, but, you know, what happened 
what I, I noticed one of my strengths when I was at Ernst & Young, it really was in some of the people skills, talking to the clients, getting information, getting to know them, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, because being an auditor, you're actually disrupting somebody's day. Um, and, I, and then I started realizing that some of the analysis I was putting against the information I was gathering was kind of in this business development um, mode. So when I started business school and learned about, you know, this facet of business, I thought it was a perfect fit for me because it, it married kind of the quantitative skills, you know, a lot of the modeling and analysis, a lot of people skills, finding opportunities, negotiating deals. Um, was a lot of work kind of on a project-by-project project basis that I was used to um, from being an accountant, but I liked the fact that it was on staff at a company where I could be um, part of that, you know, kind of long-term success of the company. Wow, that's really great. Um, I'm, I just want to segue over to if women weren't CPAs, do you see value in them learning about finances in companies? I do. I mean, at the end of the day, I think um, – Understanding how finances at, at companies work is extremely powerful because, you know, when it comes down to it, there's always going to be somebody kind of looking at the P&L. What revenue are we bringing in? What costs are we generating? And what's the margin of this business? Whether you have your own idea that you're going to do out of your home on your own, um, you know, you're going to have to create some kind of a business plan or even a basic thing to bring to a bank or even a family member to get somebody to invest in your business. Or if you're going a corporate route like I do, I mean, I think it's always important to be mindful of how the things you're working on, the decisions you're making, are, are kind of ultimately translating to the bottom line of the business. And understanding if what you're working on is something you know, that's expected to contribute to directly to the bottom line today, tomorrow, this month, this year, or if what you're working on is more of a long-term play, something strategic that in theory may be losing money for the first period of time, but then is expected to, you know, uh, have returns farther down the line. I think it's very important to understand where you fit in because that's going to give you more clarity into why the company you're working for might be making certain business decisions, the things you should focus on or be sensitive to as you're kind of going uh, through your day, or even, you know, how small decisions you're making for your own business could affect things uh, downstream. Makes sense. And you're a C-level executive, and, and as you, we all know, there aren't as many females in those positions as males. So um, can you share with the women listening what they might do to help, them get, help themselves get promoted? What, what, what did you see as your track for moving up to vice president? Sure. Um, I think that, you know, one of the things, the things that I did when I look back, I think partly were out of necessity. Um, but, you know, now that I've been around the block a few more times and I've seen, you know, women, you know, that I started out with either, you know, drop out of the workforce, you know, as they had their second or first child or stay in and, and um, you know, decide to, to kind of stop at one level or keep going like I did. I think that one of the most important things I did up front was I was always very honest and upfront. So I didn't kind of hide the fact, I'm a mother of two, I, uh, you know, and at that, that stage, I didn't hide the fact that, you know, hey, I need to leave early today or I, I have a, my child has a doctor's appointment or my child is sick or there's a sing-along at preschool, I need to duck out for an hour and a half. 
and I just I I couldn't hide it. It was too stressful for me to kind of you know leave work and pretend or whatever. And I just made a decision to be upfront and honest about what I had going on. And what I found is that people were actually really supportive of that. And then it reduced my overall stress level because when I was at the school event or whatever I had to do, I felt like well everybody back at work knows where I am right now. They know I'm doing this, and, and when this is over, I'll check my BlackBerry, and everybody knows I'm not on email right now. And so it kind of allowed me to really compartmentalize my life, and I think that that's kind of one of the keys for me personally as a working mom, which I, my whole career I've been pretty much a working mom, so is is when you're in whatever zone you're in, be in it. You know what I mean? If you leave work at 6.30, to, and the reason you leave work at 6.30 every day is so you can get home and read a few books and tuck your kids in, then for that 45 minutes or hour that it takes to do that, be in that moment. Don't don't have your BlackBerry. I find that when you're, you know, it's easier to do one thing at a time really well than try to do two or three things at once, kind of at 50% and not really make anybody happy. That, that really makes a lot of sense. And what other things did you do to get promoted to vice president besides being honest and forthright? Yeah, the other thing I feel like I did was I, I'm just, I just was not afraid of hard work. And I never complained. I mean, and that sounds so... Um, simple, but it's true. I mean, I think if any of us take a minute and just replay a day at work, um, kind of the highlights, I think we would all find one or two instances where either we were complaining or a coworker were complaining around us. And, you know, my overall philosophy, I guess it kind of goes with that compartmentalization is, here I am at work right now, whether I am making copies, emptying my garbage can, writing the most important strategic email to the president of the company, I'm going to give it my 100% and I'm not going to complain because at the end of the day, I'm sort of here by choice. And I think that if you live with that kind of attitude, People notice. They're going to notice that you're not kind of slumping over to the copier, complaining and whatever, and, and you know, who knows who can hear you. And you're somebody who people want to be around, who want to see be successful. And so I think really living that um, every minute of the day that you can, you know, we're all human, um, really kind of helps. You need to get other people invested in your success, and I feel like that is one way to do it. Have a good attitude. That's 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 really good advice, and it, it also sounds like you're really good at focusing. When you say you give it a hundred percent, what what helps you to focus? I don't get caught up in. I kind of use the eighty twenty rule a lot. I I keep meetings moving. I keep the tasks I have at hand that day moving, and I don't really sweat the small stuff. I really tackle the most important big things first. Um, I, I try to keep my team from getting too dragged into the details. I delegate um, the details to the appropriate levels underneath me and really let people own and focus on, on different kind of layers of a project. And that's really one way. I mean, my team, you know, has noted regardless, you know, if it's the job I'm at right now, which I've only been here for six months, or my old job where I was for eight years, that, you know, I have this kind of way of kind of cutting through a lot of the noise, getting right to the heart of the issue, solving that first, and then hopefully a lot of the, the smaller things around that issue that's right at the heart of things start falling away once you tackle that big thing first. I think a lot of people start from maybe an outer layer, layer focus in on a detail, the whole meeting or project gets derailed, takes two or three times as long. I think you really got to tackle the, the, get to the heart of the issue, 
get to the heart, the goal that you're trying to accomplish, whatever that core thing is you're trying to do, get to that first, and then a lot of other things, you know, kind of unwind themselves from there. That's that's brilliant advice. I, I think that makes such a difference to focus on the, the most important things first. I mean, a lot of times at work and in meetings, I'll, I make my team, you know, when I can see things going out of control, we write the goal. What are we trying to accomplish in this meeting right now? And we write it on a whiteboard or a piece of paper or wherever we can, and we keep reflect, you know, going back to that goal. Great. That's wonderful. Um, what, how, how can, I guess you already answered this, because I was going to ask you, how, do they, how would a woman know what areas to focus on in, in order to get promoted? And you're, you're saying use the 80-20 rule, keep paying attention to what you're going to get um, the most bang for the buck, the thing that's going to make the biggest difference. And I think the other thing is is to kind of spread your wings and go beyond some of the departments that we normally see women in. I mean, I know that that's maybe, you know, not the politically correct thing to say, but look, I mean, you know, I went into business development. That isn't an area that's, you know, most, you know, the majority of people in that area of business are not women. You know, but I think that me, a woman being in that area, gave a fresh perspective and a different approach to things that allowed me to kind of be successful and maybe make my way through certain situations faster, perhaps than a male would have been because I'm, I was just thinking about things from a different angle. So I also really encourage women to kind of, not kind of just revert to the easy areas of business where where females where there's a, a majority of females go for some of those more male you know traditional male areas and you might be surprised at what you can achieve faster. That's just a really really good piece of advice. Have you ever had a failure or made a big mistake? You know, I think you know one of the mistakes that I made um, in my career. Um, a few years ago, probably, you know, uh, 2003, 2004, was more, I, I think, not stopping a train or, or speaking up louder about a train that was, we, we kind of set down the track. We decided to launch a product um, when I was working in digital music right into literally the eye of the Apple iTunes storm, right when they were picking up momentum. And, you know, it became clear um, pretty early on you know, after we launched this product that it wasn't going to work out and we were not tracking towards, you know, the measures of success that we needed to have for the business to be viable within Yahoo. And it kind of felt like we got ourselves into a situation where we were beating a dead horse a little bit. Mm -hmm. And because of egos or um, saving face, perhaps, we didn't, we didn't um, back away from that strategy as quickly as as we could, and I think that we took the eye off our eye off the ball of other areas of the company where we actually where there was momentum happening and we we had a leadership position and we could have defended and extended that instead of kind of putting all our resources towards this losing proposition. So I guess the long and short of that is why well, I don't think I could have perhaps directly controlled what was going on. It gave me an important framework going forward for, um, you know, you got to really watch how emotionally invested you get in certain, you know, pet projects or even people on your team. And, you know, if it is you're working for a corporation, especially where there's shareholders or other things going on, you really always have to be able to detach and, and, and take a step back and look at how this decision or this project is fitting into the business and is it really accomplishing, you know, what we're trying to achieve as a company, as a division, as, as this pro specific product. I, 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 I love what you shared, and I think both in our personal lives and in our business lives, knowing when to let go of something and move on to something else is, is just 
so important. And yeah. you, you did that really well when you, you went from being a CPA to uh, getting your MBA, and it sounds like now you've learned to do it in business. Yeah. It's a big thing. That's, that's really great. With what's going on in the economy right now, do you have any suggestions for women to survive and thrive during these difficult times? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, obviously, I don't like to state the economies, and nobody does. But what we've been sort of talking about, and I've been thinking about a lot late, lately, is how you use this as, as more of an opportunity. You know, I mean, I think that what happens in times like these is a lot of the, you know, um, I see a lot of the fluff gets, you know, a lot of the nice-to-haves get taken away from people, you know, and businesses really get down to their core essence and are forced to really focus on what they need to, to have in the long term. So I think a couple of things. I think if you're in a company right now, you should really look around and see where investment is happening, where your company is holding the line and defending territory, and start looking at those pieces of the business. If you're not in that area, how do you get over there or get closer to it? Because you're probably getting down to, you know, what the core essence of the company is or, or the industry is or the business is, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I think also it's a good time um, if you're thinking about, you know, a career switch um, or going back to business school or something like that, I, I mean, I, I think it could be competitive applying, but now is probably a good time for that. I think the stuff that people are going to be learning it, I wish I could go back to, I wish I was sitting in some of my business school classes right now, to be honest, because it would be great to learn what's happening, and I think understanding what's happening in bad times is great to know during good times because it can help you set yourself up, your own business, or your piece of the company or the overall company you're working for up for the future. So I think now is a, a decent time to, you know, think about what you want to do long term. You know, sometimes it's easier to switch in bad times than it is in good times when you, you might be hooked up to whatever, you know, quote-unquote gravy train you might be on or in mm-hmm. just a really comfortable um, uh, situation. I think it's also a good time to learn um, finance and and how the finance parts of businesses work. I mean, I'll tell you, that's why I went into accounting was I was in, you know, college. I was 19. I wanted to move to California. And I had a professor that was like, you'll always get a job in accounting. And he was right. And it, and it provided a great foundation for business knowledge. But I think you can go back to some business fundamentals during a period like this and really sharpen, sharpen your own weapons and mm-hmm. how you approach, approach uh, the business workplace. And even if you've lost your job, that's really good advice. Yeah. I mean, I even think internally, I think it's definitely a time, it's not a time to duck and cover, right? It's a time to stick up your head, keep your eyes wide open, and really look at what's going around. I mean, your kids and your grandkids and, you know, the next generation of workers coming behind you are all going to want to know what it was like during this time. So I think it's a good time to really be aware and be conscious of what's going on. I I love it. Beautiful. Thank you for that that piece of... um inspiration for for all the women listening. Thank you so much, Karen. Okay, thanks, Sabrina. Have a great day. This is Sabrina Brahm with womensleadershipsuccess.com radio. Thanks for listening. I would like to know what topics or experts you would like to hear on future shows and what teleseminars would help you in your personal and career development. Please help me by filling out the survey on womensleadershipsuccess.com. The first 10 people to fill out the survey before January 10th will be given free admission to one Leadership Success 
Teleseminar in 2010. Have a great year, and thanks for listening. Thank you for joining your host, Sabrina Brahm, on another Women's Leadership Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can email her at sabrina at sabrinabrahm.com. Since 1989, Sabrina and her team have helped hundreds of women managers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs with valuable trainings, articles, books, and executive coaching. For additional tips, interviews, and free access to Great Leaders Today mini-course, visit www.womensleadershipsuccess.com.